Welcome back, y'all, to Big Dog's Porch. Come on up. Take a seat. I want to start off today. I, uh, when I sit at the computer and I do things, you know, I've got music playing in the background, and I heard this song. And so I had to look up the lyrics because there was a couple of the lyrics that I heard. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, that's that's just sick. Anyways, the song is titled Fear is a Liar. It's by an artist named Zach Williams. Um, so he is an American Christian rock artist. Anyways, fear is a liar. When he told you you're not good enough. When he told you you're not right. When he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight. When he told you you're not worthy. When he told you you're not loved. When he told you you're not beautiful, that you'll never be enough. Fear, he is a liar. He will take your breath, stop you in your steps. Fear, he is a liar. He will rob you, sorry, he will rob your rest, steal your happiness, Cast your fear in the fire, because fear, he is a liar. I'm going to read the second verse. I won't read the chorus over again. When he told you you were troubled, you'll forever be alone. When he told you you should run away, you'll never find a home. When he told you you were dirty, and you should be ashamed. When he told you you could not be the one. Sorry. When he told you you could be the one. That grace could never change. And of course again fear he is a liar. When I heard that. I it was I was for lack of a better word I, I I was just it just it seriously just took my my breath away because I you know fear is one of those things that I was definitely going to talk about that I want to talk about because fear is something that holds us back from chasing our dreams and, and then just to hear this song, and I, I've been making a list of positive, you know, motivational, and I'm not talking Christian songs, I'm talking like regular songs. Like there's a song from Andy Grammer, uh, Good to Be Alive Right Now, right? Hallelujah. And there there's a couple great verses in there, and... and um, Hold on, let me pull it up right quick, like. 
Again, good to be alive, hallelujah, by any grammar. I've been grinding so long, been trying this shit for years. Uh-huh. And I got nothing to show, just climbing this rope right here. Uh-huh. And if there's a man upstairs, he kept bringing me rain. Uh-huh. But I've been sending up prayers, and something's changed. I think I finally found my hallelujah. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. Now all my dreams are coming true, yeah. I've been waiting for this moment. Of course, feels good to be alive right now. Uh, I was dead in the water. Nobody wanted me. Uh, I was old news. I went cold as cold could be. Uh-huh. But I kept throwing on coal, trying to make that fire burn. Uh-huh. Sometimes you got to get scars to get what you deserve. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not just saying uh-huh. That's part of the, the, the verse, okay? I kept moving on, and now I'm moving up. Uh-huh. Damn, I'm feeling blessed with all this love. So... You know, those are the type of songs, you know, yesterday we talked about, you know, the the, the intro to uh, the, the song from Eminem, Lose Yourself, right? Where he talks about seizing. You know, seize your moment to take forcibly, right? Because we have to do that. And, and... And, and I have a list of songs that, that I listen to, right? Um, you know, since, since I've been battling, you know, depression, you know, when, you know, my depression turns a little bit darker is when I, I listen, you know, to those songs. Uh, happiness uh, from Need to Breathe. Need to Breathe is just a great group for me, right? Uh, lose Yourself. And then there's a verse in there that says, you know, uh, losing uh, is, you know, not an option, not a effing option, not a fucking option, right? Um, so I, um, And and like I said, I've been I've been making a list, you know, of songs because I want to share them one here on the podcast with people. I'm not going to play them because I don't want to get into copyright issues. Um, but I'll, I'll give you the name and the title. You can download it yourself. You can go to YouTube and listen to it yourself. And if it's something that you know floats you know floats your boat, you know you you know you go on. Whatever you go on and download it and pay for it, iTunes or whatever, and Spotify, all those good things out there. But let's go back, you know, to fear, right? You know, when he told you you're not good enough, when he told you you're not right. When he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight, 
when he told you you're not worthy. He, you know, I, I've thought about it, and I'm speaking from my experience, right? And, I, and I've thought about it, and I've thought about it, and, and, and I've always wondered why I was given such majestic dreams and then to feel as inferior at times as I do. Which is really surprising because when I was younger, I used to always describe myself as arrogant, obnoxious, crude, rude, and socially unacceptable. And if you don't like it, go fuck. I don't give a flying fuck. That's how I used to describe myself to people. <clears throat> but, you know, looking back at it now, even then, you know, that was so boisterous and so loud. It was a cover. You, you, you see what I'm talking about? It was a cover because I did feel inferior because I did have that voice whispering in my ear, you're not worthy. You'll never amount to anything. We all, we all do to some extent, right? And those of us who can get over that, that, that noise, that, that whisper, that, that bullshit, at a very early age, I, I'm I'm totally astounded by those people, right? I mean, and impressed, right? Because look at me. Oh, I I was brass. I oh my, you know, like like Vince McMahon. I I got you know grapefruit. Oh, I thought. How many times was I actually willing to take a chance? How many times was I actually willing to, to, to put it out there? You know, I, I'd say the safe answer, right? That, that to me, being a father was the most important thing. And it was. And it is. And, you know... While I, I truly don't have regret, and you, uh, the only, if I do regret anything, that I couldn't find the balance between chasing my own dreams of entrepreneurship and being a father. Because every time the entrepreneurship demanded more of me than I was willing to take away from my kids, I, I gave up. But... You know, listen, I mean, we, we have to be honest with ourselves, right, before we can move on. We, we have to be honest and real, and sometimes that's raw, and it hurts. But the reason why it hurts is because pain means growth. I mean, you've heard out, you know, you know uh, no pain, no gain, right? We have to, you know, we, we have to deal with it. Because if we keep just covering up like I did, 
put my dreams on hold. Um, do I regret it? No. Uh, I, you know, but that's that's also not true because I think at some level I did regret it because it led to the depression that I that I suffer with and have suffered with for a long time, and then that depression you know, was fed because then all the weight gain and, 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 and everything else, and it was like a vicious cycle, right? So, you know, anger and, and depression and guilt and, and, and it all feeds itself. And where did it come from? See, this is this is where you know my own personal belief comes in, right? So, fear and faith cannot occupy the same space. It can't. Think of it of kind of like Star Trek, matter and antimatter, right? They can't occupy the same space. If they do, it just blows up. Fear and faith can't occupy the same space. It just it can't. Just just like belief and doubt, right? Can't occupy the same space. So somewhere along the line, I listened to fear. And and fear is a liar, just like Zach Williams says in his song, right? But you invite them in because it sounds good. I had so many gifts. You know, I'm 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 pretty intelligent. I'm not gonna say I'm the smartest guy in the world because I'm not. I, I catch on to things easily. I pick up new skills, talents easily. Um, I love to read. I read voraciously. I can, I can read, you know, thousands of words in a minute. Um, I don't know if that really has anything to do with intelligence. It's just the fact that I, I can read and comprehend. And then that helps, right? Concepts that take people years to learn or months to learn, I, I can learn very quickly. Yet it still did not, it, it, the, the fear. You know, that quiet little nagging voice that we all have. You know, you, you've heard me say before, you know, because I, you know, I tell my writers a lot of times and, and I do it, you know, in this <clears throat> self-deprecating kind of way, you know, uh, when, you know, I say I'm fat and, you know, men kind of chuckle and women get offended, right? Because women know about that voice, you know, and, and we've talked about this, you know, the body shaming, you know, they've dealt with that for a good portion of their life. You know, these, these, these unrealistic, uh, 
levels uh, or um, you definitions of beauty, right? When he told you you're not beautiful, that you'll never be enough. How many times have you know you've been in a relationship and and maybe because you was burnt once, right? And now, because now fear is your best friend because now you don't want to trust anybody because you was burnt once, right? And 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 now you think, well, maybe I was never meant to be happy in a relationship. Maybe, you know, I'm. It's it's not meant for me. We've all had those thoughts, have we not? <clears throat> Here's the problem with those thoughts. See, if it's not meant for me, but it is meant for you, then does that mean you're a better person than me? I don't think so, right? Now, you know, you've heard me say, you, you, you know, when I'm talking about your own personal dream and when other people come against that dream, you know, just to remember that it's not meant for them. That's that's a different, you know, different aspect of the whole meant for, right? But overall, you know, happiness, success, I think that's meant for all of us. I think that we are all meant to be successful. That we are all meant to be happy. Third John verse 2 in the Bible says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. New tongue, I'm breaking it in. That thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Now, unfortunately, we don't listen to that, right? We just we just think that that just means something totally different, right? Now, he's not saying that. Oh, above all things, I wish you to be Bill Gates wealthy and 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 you know in health. No, he said prosper. And again, like I said, we each need to have our own definition of success. What is your definition, right? 
I have mine. What is yours? And then as you prosper, then, you know, that that means attaining those that levels of success that you that you need to get through to get your to your ultimate level of success, right? But fear is telling you you're not worthy. That you will never be enough. That you'll forever be alone. You're not good enough, right? And and I'm I'm taking verses out of context of the whole song. Look it up. Read the lyrics. Listen to the song. It's a pretty good song. Again, it's Fear is a Liar by Zach Williams. Also, definitely listen to that one, Good to Be Alive, right? Uh, Hallelujah from Andy Grammer. We have to we we you know we we all have to overcome our own fear, our own demons, right? Mine don't you know with depression that that ultimately they got so bad and so dark, you know, led to me with a brush with suicide. So how do we change it, right? How do how do how do you overcome your fears? How do you you, you how do you deal with it, right? Well, there's several ways. You can go talk to somebody. You know, if you have insurance, call your insurance and see if they have to recommend a provider for you. If not, if it's your choice, ask somebody. You. You might not know it because they might not talk about it, but you know somebody that's in counseling. Go talk to somebody. What's your spiritual life like? You know, center yourself. And I, I think one of the things that that we don't do enough that we need to, and I, I heard Les Brown talking about it, and he was talking about reading, and most of us don't. He says the average person reads one book a year. And then they wonder why they can't move on, right? Why they, they can't improve their, their position in life. You're only reading one book a year. 
there was a study several years ago, and I remember reading an article that was quoting the study. I don't remember the name of the study, but the article was quoting the study, and it said that and it was talking about a uh, successful book. Look, there's there's a great book out there from Stephen R. Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? And um, if I remember correctly, one of the habits was reading. It's been a while since I've read that book, a long time. And it was, I was making a list of the books that, that I want to go back and reread that I read in my 20s. Uh, I was introduced to them when my wife and I had uh, become, you know, Amway distributors, right? And so, you know, we were lucky enough that we had people to care for us that recommended a bunch of books for us to read. That was that was one. Out of all the books I read, though, um, the, the greatest book that I read was the one that probably did the most to keep me married for 30 years and that was his need his needs her needs it's an awesome book but that book has nothing to do with what we're talking about today right but seven habits of highly effective people right uh, the power of positive thinking Uh, how to Win Friends and Influence People from Dale Carnegie. It's, it's a great people skill building book, right? I mean, I, I've read that one several times. I like it. I'm always, I always pick up something new from it. Think and Grow Rich. It's funny because Think and Grow Rich is one of those books that you think he's going to give you a step-by-step guide what to do in order to become rich. And if you notice, there's 13 things and not one of them, all of them has to do with your mental attitude. Not one of them has to do with an actual thing, action. So what is that, what is that telling you, right? So <clears throat> anyways, the article was, was written by a gentleman and he... He said he took the time and interviewed some of the most successful people. And I think at the time that he wrote the article, one of the biggest names that I remember from the list was Mark Cuban, right? The owner of the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, Mark Cuban says that he reads minimum of 30 minutes a day. Minimum of 30 minutes a day. Now, if he's doing that, why aren't we? And, and and I, when I was younger, I used to read voraciously. I, I used to read, you know, Les Brown, you know, like I said, he talks about the average person may read one book a year, right? He says he reads a book a week. Whoa, that's like 52 books a year, right? And I was, you know, and I heard that just the other day. I was, I was listening to one of his things on YouTube. And I was like, wow, 52 books a year. And then I thought about it. And I was like, I used to read that, if, if not a couple books more, right? Because some of the books I'd read would be really small. So you'd get like, you know, two books in a year. Like there's a you know a couple books out there that was like only 80 pages long. And you could finish that in a day, right? 
And um and but yeah, I mean just think about it. But you know what most people's response is? I don't like to read. Yeah. I guess you don't like to do the things that you say you like to do either because if you did, you would read. We all need to read. Myself included, like I said. I'm I'm making a list. I wish, honestly and truthfully, <laughs> unfortunately, this these are the things that were lost in the fire. I had a box of books um, from my old days in Amway, a box of books and a box of tapes, right? Uh, and um, uh, the tapes I could care less about. Uh, but the books, I mean, and the reason why I could care less about the tapes not because they weren't any good. They were good, but they were very specific, you know, about building an Amway business. And and whereas the books are more neutral, they're just about building you as a person. So we, we need to, you know, we need to you know, develop your own list. Just go through, you know, like just Google best motivational books, right? You know, like I just Google it, right? So there's, there's a bunch of books right here. And then they got this one list, the 20 best motivational books to read in 2020. So let's click on it, right? So here we go. So number one, you are a badass. How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. Sincero? I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correct. Number two, smarter, faster, better. The secrets of being productive in life and business. Grit, the power of passion and perseverance by Angela Duckworth. Choose Yourself by James Altucher. Altucher. High-Hanging Fruit, Build Something Great by Going Where No One Else Will by Mark Rampola. Now, Discover Your Strength by Marcus Buckingham and Donald Clifton. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This book was written a long time ago, and yet it's still in the top 10 list of books, motivational books to read in 2020. Guess what? Maybe you should read it. It's an awesome book. I need to reread it. Illuminate, ignite, change through speeches, stories, ceremonies, and symbols. Uh, 
Oh, here's a guy I've, I've I've heard a couple times talk on on the Joe Rogan podcast, right? Extreme ownership: How U.S. Navy SEALs lead and win by Jocko Willink. Jocko, he's an awesome dude. Tools of Titans: The Tactics, Routines, and Habits of Billionaires, Icons, and World Class Performers by Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, there's a name that I've I've been told to. He's got a YouTube. Th- program and, and and stuff and I've, I've tried to listen to him and and he's he's not my cup of tea but listen to him he might be your cup of tea you know we all have so we all have our own filters right and this is one of the things that i i i understood later <laughs> not at the moment but in the, the Amway world, they had what they called um, you know, books, tapes, and seminar and rallies, right? And that was the support system, right? So you read books to build you, so that you become a better you, so that you can build your business. The tapes were, you know, uh, uh, some of them was motivational. You hear people's stories about how they struggled to build a business. But a lot of it was good, you know, A, B, C, D to get from, you know, to go where you want to go. And then seminar rallies, and they brought people in from different parts of the country to your part of the country to talk. And, and every month they would have somebody different. And, and I used to always wonder about that, but I but like I said, I understood it later. And the reason is, is because this person might come in and talk to you and talk to the group. And, and you know, like three people respond to him, three people don't, right? Let's, let's say it's a group of six people, right? And the next month, somebody else comes in and the three people respond to him and three people don't, right? Separate three, separate three, right? There are some of you that's going to listen to me and listen to me once and tune tune me out. Say, like, I'm just not, it's not my cup of tea. Some of you are going to listen and say, you know what, This I like this guy's message, and, yeah, I'm going to listen more, you know. So you got you to gotta sit there and you got to listen to a bunch of people. That's why I talk about Les Brown, Eric Thomas, Gary V, Zig Ziglar is one of the classic greats. Unfortunately, I don't know if because Zig Ziglar was old back in the nineties. I don't know if Zig Ziglar is still around. I just found out the other day, yesterday, yesterday, in fact, I was looking up because I was trying to look up the. So the 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 tapes and the books and everything came from uh, this business that was owned by a gentleman named Dexter Yeager. He's the one who started the whole support system, right? The motivational support system. And um, it was called Dream Builders something or another, right? I can't, I couldn't remember the name. So I looked up Dexter Yeager to see maybe if it talked about the different businesses he owned. Found out the other day that he passed away last January. Like, oh man, like damn. Um, Dexter Yeager gave the best definition of success that I have heard ever. Success 
progressive realization of a worthwhile dream. That was the best definition I ever heard of success. The power of broke. How empty pockets, a tight budget, and a hunger for success can become your greatest competitive advantage by Damond John. Oh, he's the one of those guys from the shark. Oh, cool. Awaken the Giant Within from Tony Robbins. Hustle. The power of positive thinking. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. That book was is also uh, an old book. Old book. Oh, here's another one. The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris. Here's another book from him. Okay, that's two books from Timothy Ferris I'm going to have to to uh, to check out. Definitely, because um, that's just cool. <laughs> I, I didn't know that he was a published author like that. I, I just thought he was a YouTuber. Like, seriously, you know. Um, man, that's cool. I'm, I'm so, when I get done with this, I'm definitely going to go back and I'm going to write those two books down. Where's a pen? I might write those two books down right now. Nope, no pens. I gotta have a pen in here. Why don't I have a pen in here? Don't sweat the small stuff. Okay, I should have just rolled down. Don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> it's all small stuff. Simple ways to keep the little things from taking over your life by Richard Carlson. I've read a different book from him. I don't remember the, the title of it, but I remember the name Richard Carlson. He's a, he's a pretty good uh, author. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, wow. A, counter to, a counterintuitive approach to living a good life by Mark Manson. Um, yeah. Of course, you know, they don't actually spell out the word, right? Because it would be considered obscene, right? Uh, I'm going to have to read that one. <laughs> the Magic of Thinking Big by David J. Schwartz. Uh, I've, I've read that one before, and it's another great book that I, I need to reread. The Five Second Rule. Transform Your Life, Work, and Confidence by with Everyday Courage by Mel Robbins. Uh, is she... Is, is that Tony Robbins? No, I don't think so. Robbins' last name. You know, you think, oh, you know, it's Johnson. It's got to be related to the Johnsons I know down the street. No. You know... No, she's, I mean, she might be related somehow to him, but, you know, like a cousin or something like that, but it's not, not the wife, definitely not the wife. The Mindfulness Journal, Daily Practices, Writing Prompts, and Reflections for Living in the Present Moment by Steve Scott and Barry Davenport. So, and then the, the, the good thing about it is if you Google this list, right, 
you scroll down and read that, you know, it gives a slight little overview off of over each book. Now, this is one person's viewpoint, right? Because uh, one person's writing this article. So, um, there's a, there's links, 28 books for changing habits, 15 books on procrastination, 27 books on productivity and time management, 22 personal finance books, 18 happiness books, right? So 20, 28, 22 is 50, 42, 92, uh, 110 books right there plus the 20 books from this list there's 130 books i just bookmarked this page for myself because i definitely want to come in here and look at you know these uh these other books to, to, to generate my list again uh, of books that I need to read. You know? Uh, and we all need to do that, right? I've said before, and, I, and I'll say it again, Einstein, I, I love Albert Einstein, right? He said, you cannot solve a problem with the same thinking that created it. Guys, come on. The only way to change your thinking is by reading and then allowing other concepts in. To challenge your preconceived notions. Right? I mean, isn't it funny? Think about this for a minute. Scratch your head. A lot of us, when we think about success, we think about money. Right? Maybe it's because the country that we live in or whatever somehow money is involved with it you know money doesn't buy happiness but i like the old adage no it doesn't but it puts a good down payment on it but we th we think about that right and we and you know all of us i mean like let's be honest if somebody came and offered you 10 million dollars and said, I will give you $10 million a year for the next 10 years to ensure that you don't run out of money. But after that, it'll all be on you. How many of us would say no? I mean, honestly and truthfully, you know, for, for some of these, you know, billionaires out there, you know, who don't, don't have, that'd be a great YouTube channel, wouldn't it? <laughs> Like, I'm going to give you a million dollars, $10 million a year for the next 10 years or the next five years. And after that, it's all on you. How? I mean, 
What would you do? Would you say, no, I don't want it. I don't want $10 million a year for the next five years. Like, okay, so you, you could live, like, honestly and truthfully, just think about this, right? So you're living where you, you know, how you're living now. And maybe it's a little bit of a struggle, right? But let's say that it's not a struggle. You get all your bills paid. You have a little bit of extra money to do a little bit of, you know, fun things with. So just bank the $10 million a year for five years. You got $50 million. And let's say you're 30 years old. So at 35 years old, you're worth $50 million, right? Now, let's just say that you have an irregular bank account that's only drawing 1% interest. So you got 50,000, 500,000, 5 million, 50 million times 1%. That's $500,000 a year. What are you making now? 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, right? You're saying you couldn't live off of 500? Hmm? However, the tragic news is this, right? Think about this. You know, and, and, and I've said this before. Most... In fact, it's over 95% of millionaires through the lottery declare bankruptcy within 10 years. And not just declare bankruptcy, but are broke. Why is that? Well, because, you know, let's be honest. Most of us don't know how to handle money. If we did, we would have it, wouldn't we? Now, let's say you take the $50 million and you put it into something that's drawing you 5% interest. It's $2.5 million a year. And you don't even touch your base. You're telling me that you couldn't live off of $2.5 million a year for the rest of your life. That, that that would be a struggle, that you couldn't do it. I could do the five hundred thousand. That would that'd be sick. But statistically, though, right, 98%, 95% of all people who hit the lottery, jackpot lotteries, are broke within 10 years. Why? That's the question that we need to ask ourselves. You know, we, we are only given what we show we can handle. And 
when we show we can handle more, then we're given more. It's called being a good steward, right? If you're not a good steward over what you already have, how can you be how can you expect to be given more? So if you're not, how do you change that? Back to the thing, reading. Rich dad, poor dad, millionaire mindset, think and grow rich. The millionaire next door. All awesome books. And there's so many other books. Look, what did I say? There was uh, 22 personal finance books. Let's see. Oh, and then when you actually click it, it says 24. Let's see if Rich Dad, Poor Dad is on that list. The Total Money Makeover. The Millionaire Next Door. What? What? Did I not just say that book? Broke Millennial. All right. I'm not reading all these off. Oh, Suze, Susie Orman. I've seen her many times on PBS and things. The uh, Learn to Create Your New American Dream, the money class, right? She is awesome. She 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 talks of you know a lot of things and and sometimes you know you listen to her and 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 you think like man, what you're asking me to do though is like you know you, I got to give up, but yeah. So I'm bouncing all over the place. This should have been done on a Friday. Maybe I'll I'll hold off and post this on Friday because <laughs> I'm bouncing all over the place. Frivolous Friday, right? Um, but she uh, have you ever heard how uh, Bushmen in Africa hunt monkeys, right? Well, the way I heard it, it's not so much to hunt monkeys for food, right? But if, you know, if a bushman needs water, so what he'll do is that he will uh, dig a hole big enough for the monkey to stick his hand in, and, and he'll put a peanut in the bottom of the hole. And the monkey will reach in there, grab the peanut, but then as soon as he's made a fist, he can't pull his hand out. Now, the monkey will not let go of the peanut. Will not. Even as the bushman walks up on him, he will not let go of the peanut. He'll scream and he'll try to get his hand out, but he can't. He will not let go. That's what we do so many times, right? We will not let go of what we have. Our, our own ideas, our own concepts. We won't let go of those. And a lot of times, in order to get something better, we have to let go of something, right? I, I, I've said this before to people in my car. God works on an exchange system. He's going like, I got this, this better life for you, but you need to give up your life first. And then a lot of us say, ah, no, that's okay, God. <laughs> I like my life. I want to stay in this life that I'm living 
and complain about it. And I'm, I'm of this. If you've been showed a way out and you don't take it, stop complaining. Oh, that was also, that was a great book. The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Clayson. I am actually surprised that Rich Dad, Poor Dad is not on this list. Huh. Oh, and look, and then here's another thing. They got another list of 500 plus self-help books, right? So, yeah, so I, I'm actually surprised that Rich Dad, Poor Dad didn't make the list. And, and he's gotten a couple other books out too, right? But Rich Dad, Poor Dad didn't make the list. You know, but he, he talks in there, right? And he was like, our financial IQ, you know, we, we talk about e, uh, IQ, we talk about EQ, but we don't talk about our, our FQs, right? Financial quotient, right? Most of us don't understand you know, yesterday I was sitting there saying, once you start putting money to work for you, don't ever fire it. That's what I, I, that's one of the biggest things that I got from him. And you can start small, you know, gone are the days where you need to have, and, and, and I say gone are the days. It's been a long time since, you know, where you needed $10,000 or more to get started in investing. For a long time, you've only needed, you know, five hundred to a thousand dollars, and I think if all of us honestly and truthfully saved for a year, we could come up with that money that we could we could go and start an account with, you know, Ameritrade or E-Trade or or, or and remember those those company Ameritrades and E-Trades, right? And you do it yourself and those things. Well, I don't have time to do this, and now I'm, I'm not. You know, we all sit there and say, well, I don't have time. We all have the same amount of time. Why are there people that have done that and become successful? Why not us? Why not you? Why not me, right? Because we sit there and we spend the, our time on the things that we find valuable, that, that we value. And all of this, I guess you could say, falls underneath the umbrella of the word that most of us 
fear tying it all back up, right? And that is change. <gasps> I don't want to change. I had this person in my car. I was I was talking to them. I said, listen, I'm, I'm going to give you a job. Hypothetically. I'm going to pay you a million dollars for this job. But there are some things that you have to change. And, and he said, I don't want the job. You didn't even hear what I said. You have to change. Now, there are some of us that are 100% happy where you are. Gary Vee talks about that. You know, there are some people that, that they're making $100,000 a year and they're happy. Then all of a sudden they get a, you know, they get a new job or a new position and they're making $200,000 a year and they're miserable, right? This was not that type of a gentleman. He, he was complaining you know what I'm saying? It, I I don't sit there and just like if you, uh, you know, I've had somebody in my car and and um, you know, I told you about the guy. Uh, he didn't go to school for it, but he ended up being in logistics and he loved doing what he was doing. I'm like, I'm not gonna sit there and try to talk you out of doing what you love doing. What that be ridiculous? Like I'm I'm a surgeon because I love being a surgeon. No, you should be a lawyer. Don't listen to being a surgeon. You need a big dream. Be a lawyer. Be a politician. Be this. Be what? What? No, he's doing what he loves to do. And that brings happiness. So look, if you're happy, right? If you're happy where you are, whatever level that is, dude, then, then be happy. But you see, I, I don't think you can say that you're happy if you complain. That you don't have enough money. That, that you don't ever go anywhere. That your car is falling apart and you can't get it fixed. That you can never go on vacations. You can't go to the fancy restaurant, whatever it is. My son yesterday went to Ruth Crisp Steakhouse. Do y'all know Ruth Crisp Steakhouse? I took my wife there for our anniversary a few years ago. It was awesome. And it's pricey. There's another restaurant in, in here in Norfolk, Virginia called Freemason Abbey. I want to take my wife so bad, right? But right now, the biggest reason why I haven't gone is, is again, because of my weight. Because where we would have to park, I, I would have a heart attack by the time I walked all the way to the restaurant. Like, legit, right? Like, my wife would have to drop me off at the front. And now, like, how unkosher is that? Like, you get dropped off and then your wife has to walk by herself? Like, fuck that, right? <laughs> so we don't go. But I want to go, right? And and I've heard that that place is a little bit pricey. 
but my son went to Ruth Chris yesterday for one of his friend's birthday. He went at 20 years of age. I was in my 40s when I finally went to Ruth Chris. I was like, Fridge. Like, dude, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even mad at him for going. Like, awesome. can't complain that's that's the thing right so if you're happy there, there should be no complaints but this young man was complaining so and that's generally when i when i make these type of hypothetical offers right or hypothetical questions hey i'm i'm a recruiter for your perfect dream job what is it what is that job what are, what are we sitting down and talking about You know, you gotta you you know, if you're if you're not complaining and you and you are happy, then nobody should be able to convince you to to you know, you, you don't have to. But if you aren't, and those are the people that I'm talking to. Those are the people like me who you know, keep doing what we're doing, hustling, struggling, like Andy Grammer sits there and says, right? I've been grinding so long, been trying this shit for years. I got nothing to show, just climbing this rope right here. And if there is a man upstairs, he kept bringing me rain. But I've been sending up prayers and something's changed. Listen to those two things. First verse, right? of that if there is a if there's a man upstairs he kept bringing me rain so first of all he's like dude god kept you know pissing on me right he's like forget him you know but then he says but i still sending up prayers and something's changed i mean that's that's such a great contrast right like forget him because all he's been doing is just been like nothing right but i'm still praying and and finally something's changed could it be, you know, he changed, right? I think I finally found my hallelujah. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. Now all my dreams are coming true. Yeah, I've been waiting for this moment. Oh man, come on, right? See, but if, if, if he had listened to fear, right? Now, how many of you heard, you know, the, the anagram fear, you know, false evidence appearing real, right? But how many of you heard that, right? I, that's all great and little things like that. But, but he is lying to you. And here in this song, it's like, you know, look, I've been grinding for so long. How many of you have been grinding for so long? Like truly grinding. I grind. I I grinded for a few a good few years hard, right? And 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 never got ahead. And then I I took a, a break. I just like whatever. Just live. Just like okay. I'm just gonna take what life gives me. 
But then we got to go back to Eminem's song. One shot, one opportunity. Are you going to seize? Not just take what life gives you. Seize. Right? Take what life gives you. It's like you're standing on the side of the road and you just, you know, and somebody just comes by and gives you something. Like, oh, whatever, right? Or are you going to go seize? Or are you going to listen to fear? Who tells you you're not good enough? Tells you you're not strong enough. Tells you you're not worthy. Tells you you're not beautiful. Tells you you're not loved. But you are, right? I believe I am. And I believe you are too. Let's do this. Come on back next time to Big Dog's Porch, guys. Y'all have a great day.